You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in, everybody. Take a seat. This is the Locked On Texans podcast on Locked On Podcast Network. It's your boy, John, some sports guy, and always to the right. Cody Davis. My man, Cody. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, an- another day to talk Texans. Weeks. Actually, not even weeks no more. A week leading up to the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have Javier Edwards on from Colorado. D-tackle, nose-tackle who attended the uh, Texans Pro Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to talk to him today uh, about aspirations and what is he doing to make it to the NFL. Uh, actually had a really decent Pro Day with the Texans at the local Pro Day. So we'll get into that later on in the show, Cody. We have to discuss. What was yesterday? Yesterday was the opening 22 NFL teams. April 15th. Started OTAs. And for the Houston Texans, who was a no-show? Jadavian Clowney. That's right. That's right. As you may know, you should know if you don't know. I don't I'm know where sure they know. They know by now. But uh, the Texans franchise tag Jadavian Clowney, mm-hmm. the uh, franchise tag contract for him is worth 15.96 million dollars so let's round it up to 16 uh, 16 million dollars hasn't signed that doesn't look like he's going to sign it anytime soon so we are also going to discuss that as well all of that today on locked on texans podcast on the locked on podcast network guys also check out the locked on podcast mock draft today tuesday the second round of uh, picks the first day we did one through six today we are doing seven through 12 or 13 uh so we'll be able to see what each member of the locked on podcast network who did they decide to draft uh, we've had a trade we've had some scenarios that i personally see uh happening is very possible so just check it out locked on podcast network nfl draft where you can find that on locked on podcast.com and i believe ours are is going to be held on thursday correct? thursday i believe so we are the 23rd pick we're doing six picks per day thursday sounds about right also if you're listening to this uh when you're out of your car well you can do the same thing when you're in your car by just saying to your smartphone play locked on texas podcast that's all you have to say. It'll pop up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. When we come back, Javier Edwards, nose tackle out of Colorado. Welcome back in, everybody. Uh, you know, uh, another day, another dollar. I'm sure you guys have had a uh, a great day, a beautiful day in the city of Houston. Uh, the last couple of days, it's been really perfect weather. Yeah, The sun has been out. We've been in the 70s or the mm-hmm. degrees. No uh, rain. No rain. rain Saturday. Outside but... of Saturday, the weather Saturday was a little tricky. But uh, from Sunday on out, man, it was a beautiful day. So uh, hopefully this trend continues. Speaking of trends, last week we were able to get Thomas Welling on to discuss the mock drafts for the Houston Texans, the first couple of rounds, the first three picks. Um, we've discussed 
a few times about players that has met with the Texans. Mm-hmm. We've talked about uh, Rodney Anderson out of OU. We've talked about uh, UNLV's running back, uh, uh, Thomas. Uh, so we've discussed players before, but today, as promised, we do have Javier Edwards, the defensive nose tackle from Colorado, the University of Colorado, Pac-12. What's going on, Javier? What's going on? What's a good word? Nothing much, man. Thank you for allowing us to interview you today. And, of course, we got to talk about what's going on. Now, you had the local pro day. You attended the local pro day for the Houston Texans. Um, and let me just say, crushing the 225 at 31 times. And then on top of that, you ran a 4-9. So, obviously. So, he, so he's powerful and fast. Yeah, he got some speed and he definitely has some strength. I know personally, I've only been able to do two twenty five seventeen times. I n- I never uh, done it. So you've never I done I've it. Never so done Javier, it. he got some strength and he has some speed. When you run anything in the fours and as there's no tackle, no tackle, you really got some good feet work. And right now, you're flying a little bit under the radar. How important was it to go out and show out at the local pro day for the Texans? Oh, it, it, it was crucial. It, it was everything to me. You know, I I just had to show everybody, you know, how athletic I was. Because, you know, Colorado, you know, we, we didn't have a – we had a tough year. And, uh, you know, losing seven straight, you know, we didn't have a season we wanted to. So, you know, and of course, guys love to see guys, you know, winning. But, you know, me going and killing my pro day, it, it, it made them, you know, take a second look at my film and – not only that, the local pro day was held because you're from Houston. You're a local kid. You played at Aldine. How important was it to just show people that's been seeing you uh, from high school all the way up until the point that you're you're at now? You know, to to prove people that's been continuing supporting you that don't worry about it. I got this because you were in your backyard, so to speak. At the local pro day, being in the city of Houston. Oh man, that 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 meant that meant a lot to me and my family. So you know, you know, you know, the whole family wants me to play for the Texans. So <laughs> I bet getting that workout was just like I got drafted for the Texans. <laughs> so you know, man, it, it was important, to, you know, for the, the young high school kids, the Aldine Davis. But you know, in Aldine district, it's just like HISD. You know, not, not, not many guys get that opportunity to make it out. Hey, Javier, um, growing up, myself, I'm pretty sure John did the same. We all dream of becoming a pro athlete, rather if it's in the NFL, NBA, baseball, or whatever it might be. You know, we all dream of, of becoming that guy to be drafted. Can you just explain what does this mean to you personally that you are at least a week away from achieving your ultimate goal and dreams. Oh man, it, it's 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 crazy. You know, we all know it's life changing, but you know, it, it, it's not really my ultimate goal though. It's you know, it, it's just a stepping stone. The ultimate goal is to get that gold jacket. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a wonderful feeling, and you know, I'm it feels good to be at one percent. You know, 
it's, man, at times I'm, I'm speechless, you know, just to be in conversation with, uh, with uh, NFL scouts and this and that. And, you know, it was just, it was amazing. Your life dream is to put that gold jacket on. The first step, like you said, is getting drafted, getting to a team that you believe you can affect immediately. Of course, nobody wants to sit. However, if it happens, I'm sure you'll learn from your time or the team was a best fit for you. But looking at your history, your family history, it it doesn't look like this is not something that's made for you or something you're not made for. Your brother who played at Nebraska and North Texas, you had a cousin that played in the NFL for the Chargers. Your uncle, Larry Woods, he played in the NFL for six seasons. So you have that background. How much are you getting from those who played in the NFL, like your cousin, like your uncle, um, to really not necessarily motivate you, but prepare you for what's about to come? Oh, man, they they just keep giving me advice, you know. But just like them, I grew up, you know, not having much. And, and, you know, just, they just tell you, keep being hungry, keep that same hungry. And, you know, it, it, and it's, you know, I'm blessed to have those type of guys in my corner. You know, they're not just friends, they're, they're actual family. So it's, that's, that's great. Now, <clears throat> we talked about the football stuff. What's one thing you can't wait to do when you get drafted? One thing I can't wait to do when I get drafted. Man, I want me a car. <laughs> I, I'm tired of walking. I bet. Look, the walk can help you your fo- your forty speed out, though. I bet. Yeah, that, that too. You know, my 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 that the um the Uber money, the Uber lift, man. They be my pocket, man. <laughs> like, oh. Um, What's your dream I'm car? Dream car. You know, the dream car, I, I, I want that 84 Cutlass with, with the fifth wheel at the back. Oh, he from Houston, for real. <laughs> he's a Houston He's a Houston kid, for real. But, you know, you know, um, a, a nice Cadillac or, or Lincoln, man. I think that Lincoln coming in 2019, man, that's a bad car right there, man. I'll tell you what, when you get drafted, let us all just take a ride and enjoy it. Oh, yeah, we do that. We can do that. Hey, Javier, um... You spent two years at Blinn, correct? Right. So going from Blinn, transitioning to the Pac-12, now you're on the verge of going to the NFL. What is the lesson that you can take from when you made that transition from Blinn to the Pac-12? What's the lesson that you can take when you make that transition from college football to the to the NFL? Because we all know, Playing in blend is different from playing in the Pac-12, and of course, college football is a hell of a lot different than playing in the NFL. Well, one thing that I can take out of it is, you know, I realize, you know, success doesn't happen overnight. You know, it, it's gonna take hard work. You have to be to get to where you want to be. You have to be uncomfortable. Do something that you that you've never to do something that's never been done before. You gotta do something that you've never done before. So you just have to be uncomfortable with the situation and, and you know, make the best out of, of every opportunity. That's a, that's, you're 100% right. Um, when you when you think about making the, the best of every opportunity, you put in that work, you put in that grind, sweat. Like you said, you're, you're tired of walking or you're tired of the Ubers and um, 
the unconventional route that you went is very conventional for a lot of players that make it to the point where you're at right now. If you look at what Baker Mayfield, he was a walk-on, so he didn't have that much coming out of college. And look, he was the number one pick. Um, so it happens for certain players and certain players that you go through everything and it makes you stronger. Now, a last couple of questions that I would have uh, for you. Playing at Colorado those two years, um, there that is a school, like you say, it didn't finish – the season didn't finish how you would expect it, going on that losing streak, uh, evaluating everything. And the, the Pac-12 Colorado isn't isn't an eye popper sometimes. Uh, now, for scouts, they do a lot of evaluations. If you could tell them a couple things, I got two questions. What's one player you compare yourself to? Okay. I would say in the, in, in the NFL right now, I would say Marcel Darius. Oh, that's a good one. I really, I got. Um, I really compare myself to. He, 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 he retired. You know, he was a great player. Casey Hampton. He's from Galveston, Texas. So I, right. I really, I really look up to that guy too. When you say Marcel Darius, that means you nasty. You don't, you don't really have too much to care about on that field besides getting to the other side, causing some pressure in that backfield. Um, What's one thing you'd want teams to know about you that, that is not on tape that they can only tell by really evaluating you as a person? I, I want them to know that I'm a extremely coachable guy. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to to make the organization the best organization in the world because, you know, at this level, it's more than just football. It's, it's a job, you know. The, the, the scout who, 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 you know, uh, putting in the word for me, you know, my, my job is to take care of his family now too. You know, but you know, I, mm-hmm. my performance is is for him too. It's for everybody. And you know, I'm 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 a guy that you know gonna gonna bring energy to the locker room, energy to the team. You know, you you see, you see me every morning coming in the work. You you know, you're not gonna be like, oh man, this guy again. <laughs> but uh, you know, just just a, a fun guy. Loving guy, a guy that's gonna be his job, a guy that's gonna go above and beyond to make people around him great and everything. Cool, man. And um, before we let you go, I have to ask this question: What if you get drafted by the Houston Texans? Like, what would that mean to you, man? If I get drafted by the Houston Texans, that's gonna be that man. Man, be amazing. I, 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 that's gonna be a dream come true. You know, that like growing up, that's all you you know. And from Houston, you know, you didn't think about going to UT. But that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Like that's you know, if I, if I have the opportunity to play for the Texans and then then playing next to guys like JJ Watt, if I can learn from JJ Watt being a dominant run stopper and then learning from him and being a nasty pass rusher. Come on, nah. It, it, history is written right now if, if I get next to JJ. That's confidence, too. <laughs> I like that confidence. Thank you, um, Javier, man. We really appreciate it. Wish nothing but the best of luck. We we definitely have to get you on soon in the future. Uh, and we, we're going to, you know, stay in contact with you, give the listeners updates on everything that's going on with your draft process. Good luck, man. Wish nothing but the best for you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, he definitely from Houston. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, man. That was Javier Edwards, the defensive tackle, nose tackle 
from uh, Colorado University. Um, I had a chance to watch him a couple games this past season mm-hmm. uh, before they went. Well, actually, even when they went on the win, the losing streak during that, of course, you kind of keep up to see if they're going to bounce back or not. Definitely has some skill, has some talent. And when you do um, what you do at a combine that he did, 31 reps of 225, ran a 4.97. Um, and you look at his 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 – where he's where he's came from, his journey. I mean, he had to lose sixty pounds. Mm-hmm. He says one of his biggest achievements was losing the weight that he lost. Uh, so we wish nothing but the best. Not we the definitely got to continue to see what's going on with him and uh, support his journey. When we come back, Cody, what's next? Uh, we gonna talk about a guy. The Texans just might have to draft. A replacement, a for replacement him. for him. <laughs> so, um, you Ooh. know, depending on what goes on within these next couple months, um, they got till June. Javier might be, you know, a, a replacement. You know, um, he he said he would love to learn from JJ Watt. He did say that. I don't know, man. It, it's getting kind of heated. We're gonna see all of that <laughs> uh, when we come back. This is the Houston Texans Locked On Podcast, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, back to Locked On Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The biggest news story right now in the NFL is Russell Wilson. Russ! Russell Wilson. First of all, let me say something before you talk about what Russ got going on, because I'm sure everybody knows the news, but mm-hmm. what, what did he buy a new voice? Did you see how he announced it? No, I didn't. With him and Sierra? Him and Sierra. Oh, yeah. He this man a, is winning at life. He had a a, a a very white voice on. Hey. Like he just drunk some wine or cognac. John, you're laying there with Sierra. You just signed four years, $140 million. And before you even do anything, all you got to do is sign your name. 65. And you get $65 million. I have a new voice, too. He bought it, too. I, I, I will have a new voice, too. He got a voice transplant. I've never never heard of a voice transplant before, but Russ has that. But that is big news around the NFL. That's, that's big news. But um, there's another guy who I'm pretty sure he he's he's hoping he'd be able to buy a new voice. Jadavian Clowney, I'm guessing. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We all know that... <clears throat> Program started yesterday, workouts mm-hmm. and everything. But Jadavian was what I call, what everybody calls, a no show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do not know what's going on, Jadavian Clowney is on a franchise tender, franchise tag tender for the upcoming season. Where if he signs, he's going to make uh, right around sixteen million dollars for one year, which is um, about one point. Nine more than what he he made last year at the outside linebacker rush position. He wants to get paid as a pure edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, right now, it seems like, I don't know if you guys remember the Jimmy Graham situation where he lined up more at receiver than he did tight end, but he's labeled a tight end. This is when, uh, when things was breaking down with the Saints and he ended mm-hmm. up trading him. Man, so, it hurt. Um, we... It's 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 kind of similar because he wanted to use what he lined up as, uh, but for Jadavian, J- J- you're kind of just you're an outside linebacker, uh, because that's the position you play. Now, I'm of this mindset, Cody. I'm gonna let you go. What I believe is the Texans with this this tender, this franchise tag, 
if anybody decides to throw more money at them, then the Texans have two options. They can A, match it, B, receive two first-round draft picks as compensation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the range that Clowney is expecting right now, uh, we, we've seen people out of his camp say that he wants the the $6 million, six-year uh, Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack money around that. Uh, but if you look at what Jadavian Clowney has done, the last time we saw Jadavian was against the Indianapolis Colts. That was a loss. He had five combined tackles. Uh, three assisted on, two total by himself, no sack. This year, he also had nine sacks off 15 games. The previous year, he had nine and a half off 16. He hasn't hit double digits yet when it comes to uh, sack numbers. And if you want that money, like an Aaron Donald who just had 20 sacks, like a Khalil Mack who who did what he did in Chicago once he was traded and got his contract, then we're going to eventually start looking for what? those double-digit sack numbers. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things Jadavian can work on. I'm going to let you take the floor. But as of now, it favors this contract, this franchise, this situation right now between Jadavian and the Houston Texans. It really heavily favors uh, Houston. What favor Houston? The franchise tag? The franchise tag. I... I'm sorry, I might have to disagree with you there. And they have until July 15th. To yeah, get they have, the they have sorry, until no. July 15th. So, I mean, with this being April 17th, it's not a do-or-die situation. They like, still got three months. Yeah, they still got three months. There's no deadline right now like the Seahawks were against the Russell Wilson situation. But I honestly do feel that the Texans should pay Clowney, and here's why. The main reason why I feel like that is because the Texans, especially this summer, they cannot afford to let their defense take another hit. That's very true. They already lost Kareem Jackson. They lost Tyron Matthews. Yes, the guys that that, that you have replaced them with, they are good. But at the end of the day, the defense has already taken a bigger hit as it is. Right. Top 10 in both, you know, in defense last year. Exactly. Almost every category. Not only that, you're talking about a defensive team who, not just last year, but if you look at the years prior, especially since Clowney has been on this team, you're talking about one of the best defensive teams in the NFL, especially when healthy. Now... According to Jason Fitzgerald of Pro Football Focus, he projected that Clowney should sign six-year, $135 million, 85 guaranteed. I don't think that the Texans should break their whole bank account in re-signing Clowney, but you have to give him a deal close to at least what Demarcus Lawrence of the Dallas Cowboys had got this offseason, which was six years, I believe, somewhere along the lines of like $120, $125 million. Once again, the Houston Texans, their defense cannot afford to take another hit. And another reason why I want to see them resign Clowney, I do not want to see this turn into a situation like we saw this past season with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell. I don't think it'll turn into that uh, simply because I think these are two different personalities. I don't think Le'Veon ever truly wanted to stay in uh, Pittsburgh. When you look at his contract with New York, it was kind of like you could have got this and maybe more from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Clowney is 
after the after the postseason ended, he spoke to someone in Houston media, and his words were after being asked would he prefer to remain in Houston. Of course I would, man. The season ended that way. The way it ended, uh, we were a lot better than the way we played. We know that. Of course I want to come back and show everybody that we are this team, but it's up to them. Um, whatever happens, you know, basically it happens. He loves Houston. He loves his teammates. He's been here five years, and he would like to be here for the rest of his career. So he's verbally stated that. Now, in this business, whatever you verbally state really doesn't mean much until a contract is signed. Mm-hmm. We know that. But I don't get a feeling from Clowney that that was a lie. And excuse me, the, the, the Houston Texans were ranked 12th last year in defense, but you're still a part of that top defense in the NFL. Uh, the reason why I'm on the fence about signing Clowney uh, to what he wants is the 2019 franchise tag tender for defensive ends right now is 17 point, I believe, $3 million. Right now he's going to get around close to 16 Um If he wants that number, then the expectation should be the expectations that come with that number. The double-digit sack numbers. um the, the all pros and it's it hasn't been there for Clowney. Yeah, you gave us nine and a half last season. This prior season you gave us nine. You've only your health issue that you've been having uh, a problem with. That's not even a question anymore. He's played the last uh, thirty one games, I believe, out of thirty two around that number. So there's areas in Clowney's game that has to be improved. I think this would be a perfect situation for Houston and his wife. If he signs that franchise tag, then you get another year on him. I don't want to call it a rental year because he's not an object, but you get another quote-unquote rental year from Jadavian Clowney, and then that will give Jadavian Clowney a reason to really go out and ball out, which could mean wonders for both sides, the Texans or Jadavian. If they sign you, then you get the money that you want because of the numbers you put up. If they go the other way, then somebody's going to give you that the, that money for the numbers you put up and the talent that you have. Um, but if if somebody else wants to sign him now and that doesn't get done, then well, you you have two first round draft picks as compensation. Question: What is it that you believe? Clowney should improve on because you keep saying he should improve, he should improve, he should improve. But I've seen a guy who has came so far from his rookie season. He's in my eyes, he's one of the best defensive players in this league. I don't know if you agree or disagree with me right there, but what is it that you feel he should improve on? First and foremost, let me say this about Clowney. Clowney is a hell of a run stopper. Mm-hmm. At his position, what he does to stop the run is incredible. And I think that should be a part of his argument because not only do I get sack numbers, but also to stop the run. So let me give Clowney that credit. One thing about Clowney that I believe he needs to improve on, and if you watch the tape, if you watch the film on him, on him there's times throughout the season that you can just count out and say, where is Clowney? He'll disappear in the second half. Um, or he'll get tired. He'll get gassed out a lot. Now, <clears throat> that happens, but there's been games this year where where's Clowney? Uh, against the New York Giants, where's Clowney? Against Buffalo, where is Clowney? Against Miami, where was Clowney? Against Cleveland, against Indy, those two games back-to-back, where were you? Do you believe most of that is because... Clowney does not have to carry the burden of the whole entire defensive team. 
I know you mentioned he only had, what, nine sacks this season? Only nine. How can he get any sacks when J.J. Watt led the team with 16 last year? It's very possible. With J.J. doing the damage he does on the other side, then the expectation is don't let up. You should be able to get close to that. Uh, Now, like I said, credit to Jadavian Clowney for him being a hell of a run stopper that he is. I think that's his best trait. Especially his when the play that he made to come on the scene in college at South Carolina was a, a run-stopping play when, mm-hmm. he, when he lit up Michigan. So give him credit to that. But the rumored money that he is uh, looking for uh, from the people that we've been kind of hearing rumors and chirpings about in his camp is money for double-digit sack leaders. And that's not where Jadavian is right now. I'm not saying that he won't get there. What I'm saying is what you want right now is not what we've seen from you. So the one-year franchise tag is the perfect opportunity, of course, unless he gets hurt. But he still has nearly $60 million in his bank. Going forward, I believe he wants to be in Houston long term. And I could see a six-year, five-year deal uh, range for, uh, for Jadavian. But... The amount that comes with that, I just don't see that actually happening. I also look at Houston's track record as well when it comes to getting those contracts done. Do you think he's worth more or equal to Demarcus Lawrence? Yes. Well, what was what was Tank's contract? Um, his contract was somewhere in the ballpark of six years, one hundred and twenty between one hundred and twenty, one hundred and twenty-five. I personally do feel that he is on that level. His contract should be somewhere in that 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 ballpark. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. My argument for him for that would be the uh, run stopping ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also have to look at the franchise that tanks play that tanks plays for, the Dallas Cowboys, who they don't have a sack guy like Demarcus. Houston, on the other hand, the guy that they have. J.J. is still 16 last year, so he's still able to produce those numbers. Dallas didn't have that. If if Tank walks away, if Lawrence walks away, then Dallas does not have that. If Jadavian walks away, then Houston will be able to get picks back, and they still have J.J. for that. Um, but I think it's two different situations because Dallas was banking on, well, we don't really have a guy that we can say – can replace the production Lawrence gave us like um, like he does. We don't have it on our roster. Well, but, with- but that's my point, though. Once again, Clowney does not have the full responsibility to carry Houston's entire defense. If you look at Demarcus Lawrence's situation, you, you, you're talking about a guy. He, John, you, you have to admit. I'm sorry. Demarcus Lawrence got five years, 105, that included 65 million guarantee. Okay, cool. Now that. I would agree with. Okay. That is, even with the, between 60 to 65 guaranteed, well, mm-hmm. 50 to, 55 to 65 million dollars guaranteed for what he brings to the table, um, the DeMarcus Lawrence contract of five-year 105 would actually be perfect. Even if you look at the five-year $90 million contract for Trey Flowers in Detroit, who's also a rusher. He got $56 million guaranteed. So those are the two that I would compare for a clowny compared mm-hmm. to uh, Khalil Mack, who got six-year 135. And um, I'm sorry, 
Aaron Donald, who got six years, 135, and Khalil Mack, who got six years, 141. So those numbers I would stay away from. But the Tanks um, and the Trey Flowers of the world, that contract, yeah, I'd agree with. Before we get out of here, I just want to touch on this real quick. Demarius Thomas is now a New England Patriot. I like that. Really? I like that. He'll come back. I, I kind of feel like his time in Houston was done after he had The injury, injury was really, and everything that came with it. The thing about him signing to the Patriots, it's not like he's going to guarantee to play this season. We are known to sign exactly. players and cut them. So, but, um, I mean, I kind of hated to see him go. I was real high. He on wasn't him. coming it's, back. I he feel wasn't like if back. he never got injured. First of all, if he never got injured, I truly believe we would have been at least more competitive in that playoff game. Who knows? You're right. Who knows? Who but. knows? Uh, Jadavid Clowney, just leave off on this note. He is 26. He has overcome some durability issues that plagued him early on in his career. Whatever he does, whenever he gets his new money, um, I don't think Jadavian has to buy a new voice. I think his voice is pretty, pretty good. I don't know if you get sixty-five million for signing your own name. It's kind of like what else should I do? I got sixty-five million reasons I can do whatever then I want. Then his wife is Sierra. Yeah, that's true. This beat <laughs> is automatic, <laughs> supersonic. Here, not a funky fresh. fresh. That's what you said about that contract? Man. I know that was definitely in the crib. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Locked On Texas podcast on Locked On Podcast Network. Do not forget to check out the Locked On Mock Draft special. You can find that on LockedOnPodcast.com and the Locked On NFL on mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, give us a check out. We should be, well, check us out, not give us a check out. We should out. be aired on Thursday. Thursday. And um, shout out to Ben the Boys, Locked On Rockets. Rockets up 1 0 in the series. Let's um, go, Houston. Let's hometown. go. Locked on Astros. Locked on Astros. Um, and any other local uh, prospects, draft, draft prospects like Javier Edwards, just continue to grind and do your thing. We will definitely Huge support thank you. you. To him. Until next time, we are the Bulls on Parade with a party twist. You guys go have fun and enjoy the weather. Peace. You are locked on Texas, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.